Hi, Fletch. I, I appreciate your editing that you do. And, I, and this is also, like, right now, this is pre-me trolling Fletch with buying him Omega Labyrinth. So, uh, enjoy that, buddy. That's not... I don't... Don't do it. I already did it. It's done. Omega Labyrinth? Don't underestimate how much I will go to troll someone. What's Omega is, Labyrinth? Is that the game I'm thinking of? Yeah, it's it's the horny dungeon crawler, Evan. It's the one you you stop playing. Th- that I that I bowed out of because I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's too fucking horny. Yeah, that's the one. Is this one of those ones where the girls are monsters? Because there have been like a ton of those lately. Surprisingly, no, it's, not. It's the it's the ones where to power up the girls, you have to have a scene where you squirt unidentified liquid on them as they moan. I think it's nectar. I think that's how, uh, how it works. It's quote-unquote nectar. Because it's about flowers. Okay. And their flowers are their boobs, and the bigger their boobs are, the more strong they are. You do get to level up your boobs. Hmm. There's like an EXP meter for that. It made me feel legit uncomfortable playing that game. You're welcome, Fletch. Ah. Uh. But yeah, let's talk about Common Rider instead. Okay. Instead of. I mean, it's fun. tangentially related. It's about jail. Hello and welcome to. Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week we watched episode 9 and 10 of Kamen Rider Yuki, titled Shinji Arrested? Question mark, or exclamation mark, question mark. And Night's Crisis. I don't know why there's a question mark there. He He's definitely arrested. It's not like yeah, we're unsure if he's arrested or not. Well, I think it's more like... Yeah. They they say it in like a question of tone because like it's shocking that he's arrested. <laughs> what is right. Shinji doing arrested? Well, apparently just being present on a crime scene, and instead of having you know after being told to go there, and then nobody tells the police that like no we asked him to go there. Yeah, he gets you arrested. Well, that's what happens when you're se- when you're only second goodest boy in the show. I don't know, I need to see more of Goro before I can make that. No, episode. he's the first. I declare it now. W- will this bite me in the ass in who knows how long? Maybe. Goro seems, like, too defined of a character to, like, I don't know, is he gonna disappear after whatever happens to uh, the lawyer? I don't know. I don't I know mean, what's gonna happen to him. I, I vaguely know some things, because I do go to the wiki to look stuff up. It's because you do that a lot. I do, but, like, I do that to get, like, episode titles and stuff, so I can't help it if I just scroll past it and it's there. Sure you can. Just don't scroll past it. No, no. Th- this one, you, you can't scroll past. It's kind of right there. Oh, so he becomes a writer eventually? <laughs> I can't say. Uh, so that's that's a uh, pop, maybe. But, uh, yeah, so these two episodes are... I don't know, they're good, but it... it, it it, it reinforces the early thing that, hey, maybe the cops aren't the greatest. <laughs> yeah, they, they started with that in episode one. We are yeah. having the law as a pretty common antagonist in the show so far. 
Yeah. Uh, these are also, again, anyway episodes, just so Evan knows. Yeah. So, uh, basic episode nine starts with a fairly big fight between Ryuki and, uh, what, Taurus is his name? Um, I think it's Zola. Zolda, yeah, Zolda, yeah. that's right. Name is Zelda? Zolda. Yeah, Zolda. I called it Zola first, but it's Zolda. I don't know, I, I've just given up on trying to remember lawyer guy's name, so I write him down as lawyer in my notes now. I know I mean, he, that's pretty much what he is. He's he's just the lawyer dude. Yeah, the shitty lawyer dude. <laughs> it's uh, it's Kidaoka, but Kidaoka is hard to say. Kidaoka, yeah, that was his name. Yeah, they say it several times. But yeah, he uh, he's uh, kind of being pretty. He's like uh, kicking the crap out of uh, Shinji here for a while. He, he's a good fight man, which is weird. Consider well, no, it's less weird. I was going to say it's weird considering he was running away from a bunch of people earlier in the show, but then it's like, oh, wait, no. You know, actual fighting rules. You don't... More than one person against you, you're you're pretty much fucked. Well, I mean, also, like, he could be more confident in just rider powers, because apparently everybody's had their rider powers longer than Shinji. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I think the fact that he also, that he uses a gun makes him, like, a better one-on-one fighter. Yeah, he does also have a gun. And he can use that gun to get a bigger gun. He can use that gun to summon the heavy arms. Which then becomes a bigger, bigger gun. Okay, uh, I, I, I do want to point out, it's not the heavy arms, because it uses beam weapons. Heavy arms has no beam weaponry. Just It was uh, mostly like... Um, as an endless waltz nerd, then, yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be a wing nerd. I mean, Endless Waltz doesn't change it either, but Heavy Arms Custom is still a separate mech in that case. Uh, right. Well, either way, it doesn't use beam weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it had a lot of, like, Gatling guns and rockets. It looks Heavy Arm-esque. And also, the chest parts flip open yeah. to show rockets, which is what made me think of Heavy Arms. Yeah. That's true, yeah. I've always been surprised that I, more Gundams don't use that, because it seems like a pretty obvious what thing to do. Also... What, rockets in the chest? Uh, to just to, like, flip open the chest for Gatling guns. Yeah. Also give Heavy Arms a laser, you cowards. <laughs> I think, like, isn't it like he doesn't even have a beam saber, he just has a knife on his, uh, holding minigun thing? Uh, yeah, it's got like a... He's got a knife on one of the arms. Uh, when they modify it uh, for Hero to fight Trey's in Antarctica, uh, Troa adds a beam saber in under the uh, the Gatling gun arm that he oh. pops it off. He pops off the Gatling gun after it runs out of ammo and there's a beam saber under there. But that's not part of the default loadout from what I understand. Okay. <laughs> this is more detailed than we need to go. Just a bit. Yeah, I mean, at this point, that's that's the show. As in our podcast, not not necessarily Ryuki. <laughs> Going into <laughs> more detail on random things than we need to. Um. So yeah, so yeah, Shinji gets beat up a bunch by Kitadoka. And uh, then... notably, he like bashes his elbow with the butt of his gun uh, until he drops his sword. 
Yeah. I, I definitely thought he, Kidoka was trying to, like, break his arm, not just get him to drop the gun. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he did break his arm for a minute there, but he did apparently severely injure it. Spandex is a very powerful armor, don't you know? Apparently. <laughs> Kidoka attacks him, and they're... Uh, they're going uh, right up until the point that, oh no... Time limit is up and we're dissolving. We gotta get out. No, of here. they don't dissolve in that fight. That that's the night. That's when nights and later. I don't think they start dissolving the first time. I think um, Shinji just gets away. Yeah, Shinji just bails on this one. Oh, oh, he runs off. I mean, off. It, you kind of have to assume he gets away because, like, uh, it cuts to the credit or cuts to the intro song as he's like dodging out of the way of bullets, and then the fight's over when we go back in. So. You can just assume that the he got away. So then, no, it just cuts to the cafe, and there was like, boy, Shinji sure is late. And then at the office, oh god, I love this scene at the office. It's so great. Oh, uh, so Chief is like, boy, Shinji sure is late, and he's about to ask IT lady to work overtime, but then his name is Shimada since uh, they start saying her name in this episode. Yeah, will that stop me from calling her IT lady? Probably not. I might also not remember her being called Shimada, but I will try. Yeah. She she has been watching the clock eagerly, counting down the seconds. It's like, this, uh, oh, no, sorry, six o'clock, I'm off, goodbye. The second it hits 6 p.m., she is, like, halfway out the door. She runs and goes to an amusement park. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess there's like, yeah, uh, amusement park or something is still open kind of late. And then she she wins a large stuffed animal and proceeds to have a date with it. Which is very cute. That is what happens, you cannot tell me otherwise. No, that, sh- that is definitely what she's doing. She's having a date with a stuffed animal. And then she's kidnapped, uh, which is like, the, whatever. It, the stuffed animal is like a human-sized stuffed animal of Chiaotzu from Dragon Ball Z. That's what it looks like, yeah. I thought it just looked like a weird panda thing. Uh, it's much more humanoid than bear-like. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, yeah, she gets kidnapped and chloroformed, and I have to say, I have to sit here and go, chloroform does not work like that. It does not <laughs> fucking knock someone out in just a couple seconds. I As like... we have established previously, Evan is very specific about how chloroform works. It's ever since I learned that like, no, chloroform doesn't work that way. It has bugged me in every show I see. It has come up a fair amount in stuff lately, you know. Well, it it's an easy way to like, oh yeah, this person gets knocked out and taken away to somewhere else. And I understand why they do it. It's just... Chloroform doesn't work that way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's one thing I, uh, you know, in the Zero Escape games, they don't just be like, oh, and then everyone got chloroform. They're like, no, they invented, like, a super secret, like, amazing knockout gas. Super chloroform? Cause, yeah, because chloroform doesn't actually do that. Super I mean, chloroform. you can knock someone out with chloroform, but it takes, if I'm remembering correctly, it takes, like, a good 10, 15 minutes for it to knock someone out. Right, right. Yeah, it's not 15 seconds. No, not in the least. Uh, so, IT lady gets knocked out and kidnapped. Yep. 
Um, she bites the guy's hand as she is wrestling with him. Yep, that comes back. Uh, I was really surprised that something like this was happening to her, just because we haven't seen that much of her yet. And I was like, what What characters in the show would do it kidnapping? This plot is this plot line is very different than anything else that's been going on. I mean, technically, we still don't know who really did the kid kidnapping. Well, yeah, we know why. At, yeah. the, at the end of the... We do learn In episode why. 10, we find out why. We know who and why. We've just never actually seen him. Right, because he gets eaten by a monster in this episode. Yeah. Which looked like a rabbit mecha. Yeah, a little bit. A rabbit or a bull? A rabbit tank? I don't know if you knowingly made the, the build reference or not. No, I know. I, I knew. I knew it was a build reference, Garrett. You can give me some credit. I, I was just checking... Um, apparently it's called the Wild Border, and it's a wild boar mirror monster. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, okay, makes sense. But uh, yeah, so IT Lady gets kidnapped. Uh, Shinji goes back to the cafe where he is being basically questioned about, Where are you? He was, uh, we were hoping you were going to help. Oh, well, I'm here now. I can help now. No, I'm sorry. Everything's done. And Ren is just being a shit to him yeah but i mean i feel for ren because shinji snores really bad yeah the scene where they are sleeping in the same room together immediately after this is also extremely funny i love that god yeah because he pulls he like okay they're sleeping on beds they're like six feet apart in a room and they've got like a pull curtain in front of them I love that Ren walks over, pulls the per- pull curtain open. Shinji does not react to anything going on. He walks back over, grabs his pillow, slams it down on Shinji's face. Shinji just keeps snoring. There's there's a lot of good little comedy bits in this episode. I can relate. Really like that. Um, Ryuki continues to have very good comedy interspersed with everything. Yeah, and it's not like like it's not like jarring in any way. Like it, it it meshes really well. Yep. Um. So then the next morning, the chief is called about the IT lady being kidnapped, where the ransom is thirty million, which we have to tangent here because I looked up what thirty million yen would be around the air date of this episode, which was the end of March in two thousand two. Appro- approximately three hundred thousand dollars. No, it's approximately two hundred and twenty six thousand dollars, three hundred and twenty nine and sixty nine okay. cents. So nice. I guess so what, uh about two thirty K. Yeah. I mean I was gonna say like the uh exchange rate between yen it wasn't exactly a hundred yen to a dollar at the time then. I mean no, not that not it ever really. is, but you know. Yeah. I I did not write down what the yen it was one something. Or one hundred something. I don't remember exactly what it was though. I just got the uh, the number. Well, if that would have been about two hundred and twenty, then that would have made yen about what three a hundred yen would be about seventy five cents or around there, within a couple cents. Anyway, I I looked up how much money it would be. It's that Which much. Is- that's a hefty chunk of change, but... Yeah, I mean, that's a lot for an independent newspaper, presumably. Yeah, so my first yeah. thing is, like, wait, they have this money? 
Yeah, I was also shocked at that. That they just have 300k lying around. The kidnapper says, you need to bring 30 million. Don't call the cops or she'll die. Uh, and come alone. And so the chief sends Shinji. Well, no, I thought they with... asked specifically for Shinji. Did they? I think so. Because yeah, I they, think, they um, do specifically ask for Shinji. Because I think Reiko's like, oh, they even, they even know us. Yeah, like they know how we operate and yeah. stuff. She's like, ah, asking for the dumb one to go. It's a good call. <laughs> it is. I, like, no one cuts Shinji any slack in these two episodes. Yeah, no, they, they don't. Like, they are just constantly ribbing Shinji for sucking and being dumb this whole time. He, he's he's starting to develop as a hero, but I kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, yeah, he's he's not, like, the brightest, you know, light bulb in the, the box of light bulbs, or however that phrase goes. He's not the he's sharpest not... tool in the shed? Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And, you know, he's he's been getting better at fighting, but he's still rather <laughs> shit at it. Yeah. But, uh, so Shinji heads over with the 30 million that the chief got from somewhere. Yeah. He can't find anybody. So he calls, uh, the editor and is like, hey, there's nobody here. But then a fight happens, and this guy is trying to beat up Shinji with a lead pipe. Yep. Then. Yeah, I was, at this point, I was just super like, who the hell is trying to straight murder Shinji? It was very weird. Like, it, it was it was trying to be serious, but watching it, the guy who was trying to beat Shinji, it's very obvious he has no idea what he's doing and is just kind of flailing wildly. Which makes sense later that it's like, oh yeah, no, it's just a guy that lost his job because of an article that Ore Journal did. But it's... Yeah. And I, I, I really didn't get the feeling that Ori Journal's reporting was, like, this high stakes, but, uh, apparently so. Yeah, apparently, they actually have influence. I, weird. While Shinji is being attacked, a uh, mirror monster comes out. The, uh, boar monster. And takes away the kidnapper. And Shinji then tries to go he's after just him. murdered because we never see him again. Yeah, he's he is just gone. Which is interesting because I guess that girl later in the show is just a uh, halfway orphan now, unless her mom gets better. Yeah, that's true facts. So uh, Shinji, the monster gets away. Shinji tries to go up. Uh, tr tr tries to go and wake up the IT lady, but the police bust in and immediately arrest Shinji because he's there and that means he's guilty. Well, I'm like, well, the cops are super incompetent in this episode, but at least he's not in America because he would have been extremely shot to death right then. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I'm not, I'm not like trying to defend this or saying that the cops are doing a better job than you're saying. But they do give the line and reasoning that he was the only one there, that doors were shut, so no one would have been able to leave. So they're like, "Well, who else was it?" Right. You're you're not in. You're not wrong. It's just like there's no real motive. There's no motive. He has alibi. He does have it's... alibi, and yeah, why the journal doesn't say anything is 
is is weird. But yeah, he's yeah. also lucky he's in Japan, so... Yeah. They bust in with riot shields instead of assault rifles. Yeah. So in the next scene is, uh, like, a lot of the other characters are getting interviewed about what where Shinji had been the previous day. Yeah, we kind of just get, like, so, like, Reiko interviews, like, Ren and Ko. Ren, Auntie, and UA. And, and Auntie's just like, oh, no, Shinji is the goodest boy. <laughs> He's sure. always been great. He's He'd never heard a fly. Like, wait, how long have you known him? Like a week. But, you know, my instincts are never wrong. Um, and then we have a montage of, like, everybody visiting Shinji in jail. And every, and everybody has, like, a small take of, you know, but what if you did do it? <laughs> Which is very weird. I like, what about Shinji implies that he would do this sort of thing? What about Shinji implies that he could pull it off? <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, his boss is the only one who seems to genuinely believe he didn't do it, and even he's like, well, I guess he could have. But when Shinji's like, I definitely didn't, his boss seems to believe him. Yeah, it's like the boss has a moment of maybe? No, dude, come on. All right, yeah, no, sure, you're right. Yeah, you're Shinji. What am I talking about? And uh, they do mention in here that the I guess part of the reason he has this job is they are longtime friends. Like, they've known each other a super long time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then... And the boss puts on the table, like, maybe, like, he's like, maybe since we were such old friends, you have, like, some sort of resentment built up against me or something? And she's like, no, no. What are you talking about? Why are you a monster? Uh... So then we cut to uh, Goro shaving um, lawyer guy, and a little girl comes in sh- saying she's a client, but lawyer guy's like, I don't like kids. G- get out of here. Goro, get her out of here. And then Goro's like, here's some candy, but you have to leave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My boss is an asshole. Here, please take this candy. Which, like, I'm unsure if that's supposed to be creepy or not. I can read it either way. <laughs> I don't think it's meant weird. to be creepy at all. Like, like it's yeah, rap... I, I think you were supposed to interpret him as this is him being just entirely nice. Yeah, it's rap candy, so, like, I don't think there's anything suspicious about it. But could be weird. Um, anyway, Ren then goes to hire the lawyer guy who is... Um, Who's at a driving oh, range, and lawyer guy just like calls him poor and stuff, which we know that he isn't. He seems to have money. Um, at least had enough to cover whatever shit Shinji gets into. Yeah, and then Reiko shows up, and lawyer's like, "All right, I'll do this if you pay me and you write me a good article." <laughs> Uh, and uh, we did we kind of skipped over. Reiko also brings up when they're in the scene with uh, Shinji in the interrogation room. Um, Sh- Shimada was unconscious from the entire time from when she got ca- kidnapped until she woke up in the hospital just like after the the fight sequence happened. So she doesn't remember anything that happened. Right. Um. So then. Lawyer guy meets up with Shinji, and Shinji, like, does a thing where he holds his arm injury, and Kidaoka's like, oh, I know that injury. He's Ryuki. 
I understand now. Understands and starts... It's not explicitly stated, but, like, I guess starts... I'm pretty sure he was plotting to have... I think so. But just keep Shinji in jail. Yeah. Right, right. But... Yeah, because, uh... Yeah, Ren brings up either this episode or next one that, like, if Shinji stays in jail, eventually Drag Raider will just eat him. But, like, so, like, there's, like, that mirror... There's, like, that reflection thing between the people in the room. He could just go into the mirror. Uh, I was also wondering about that. Like... Do you really think Shinji is the type of person to run from the police? I mean, that that's the thing, is, is I was kind of thinking, like, okay... Knowing Shinji, he would probably stay in jail out of a misguided sense of honor. But I don't know if they're if like they are also assuming that that is the case. So when it comes to him being eated or abiding by the law, I don't know which one would break first. I suppose yeah, that's I... true. I, I bet if a dragon was coming after him, he would probably run. Probably. We'll see. Lawyer then heads to heads to the cafe to be an overall asshole. Um, it, it, yeah, I think this is episode where he's where he's sexist towards U, UA too. He's just sexist towards every woman, really. Pretty much. Um, and then Ren's like, "What the fuck?" And then they both get a monster sense. So they got and her- Ren realizes that Kidoka is getting a monster sense, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then, and then this poor dude who's just flying his model model plane is murdered. Um, and then Kitaoka and Ren henchin and go in, and Ren fights the monster, not doing super well. And then Kitaoka's like, "Ah, I'm just gonna fight you while you're busy fighting this monster, cause I'm an asshole." Yeah. You know, so far all of our riders do not have a very good track record in actually saving people. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. It seems like in this show, their, like, monster sense doesn't go off until after people have already been eaten, so. That is true. It seems like they can really only prevent further victims. Like, I'm interested to see, because we had a little bit in the beginning with the police talking about it being a rash of disappearances. And I'm interested to see if that will actually continue to be a thing and police presence will still be a thing. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So Ren fighting the monster and then getting attacked by Kidoka is the end of the episode. So Kidoka just shoots him. And then we go on to episode 10, Night's Crisis. Where they uh, keep fighting right up until they both start to disintegrate and just have to run away. Uh, Ren pulls out sh- the nasty vent again during the sequence. Best power. It is. It's real good. He also clones himself, which we, is We do cool. have a nasty event appearance, which is great. And he does clone himself using the trick vent, as, as Chris said. Yep. The, so they both go out, and they start having a... Dis- er, they start questioning one another. Lawyer implying that he knows that Shinji is Ryder and questions why Ren is working with him. He's like, oh, it's... You know that we all have to fight each other in the end. Duh. And I'm not sure why they don't, like, keep fighting out of there. Uh, because I think Ren would just win, probably. 
I guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not murder if you kill kill them in their writer form. Well, okay. We do find out later in the episode that Kidoka has some sort of terminal medical disease. Uh, he could very easily like not be able to win a fist fight in real world. That's true. That's probably what it is. Um, but yeah, Kidoka kind of questions like, "What? Wh- why are you doing all this, Ren? You you know we got to fight with each other." And Ren's like, soon, 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 soon. Why are you fighting? And Kidoka's like, immortality. Why are you fighting, naive person? And then Ren doesn't answer. And, I like then, how Ren doesn't answer, but insists that the other guy answer. And then Kidoka's like, oh, you're wearing a uh, a wedding ring on a chain on your neck. Uh, never mind, I figured it out. You're a, you're a huge <laughs> idiot. Get falling in love? How dare you how dare you fall in love and believe in things? You're so naive. Uh, yeah, I think this is also what he says, uh, I fight for myself and that's what makes me strong. Which I'm like, oh, well, you, man, you're definitely going to die on a Kamen Rider show now. Yeah. You can't, you can't... That's the antithesis of Kamen Rider power. Talking about Ren being the naive one when he's the one shooting for immortality. He's just scared of dying. Yep. I am extremely curious if raising the dead and living forever are on the table, though. We don't. We don't know what's on the table. Just that you get a wish, and it doesn't give any corollaries on it. Or can you wish for more wishes? <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I think like that's the first thing you see, and then go from there. But I did like this confrontation scene between Ren and Kidoka. I thought the like they're he, this guy's actually a pretty good foil for Ren. It, it's weird because like it's kind of just like the ne- so you got like you got like this this like tower situation. You have like Shinji at the bottom, and then Ren was giving Shinji shit for being like naive and bad. But now Kidoka is giving Ren shit for like the same reason that Ren was giving shit to Shinji. <laughs> Just shit flowing downhill. Yeah, like capitalism. Right? That, that's the moral of the story? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think the, that's what the phrase shit flows downhill means. <clears throat> so Ren returns to the cafe and is moping a bit because he got beat up and isn't answering any questions. Like, oh, Ant and Yui are like, hey, what, why is your hand all torn up? What's going on? He just kind of brushes off their worry and goes upstairs. Yep, and then Yui comes back again, and Ren's like, you know, I think we should fire our lawyer. And Yui's like, why? Because <laughs> he's a common writer and is probably going to try and set up Shinji. And Yui's like, oh, okay then. I guess that checks out. And then we immediately get a scene of Kitaoka going to see Shinji in prison and setting up a recording. And starting to get him talking about all the things he would do with 30 million yen. Yeah, Shinji yeah. is an idiot. Shinji is real dumb. He is very dumb, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like, uh, cause, so Ren explains to Yue why they should fire the lawyer. Eventually they call um, Reiko and are like, hey, we need to fire that lawyer. Uh, when she's like, why, the scene cuts before he explains it. Because he can't explain the same thing to her. Apparently Not they really. did something to get her on board because she comes with to fire him and like is like, hey, we need that tape. 
it may have just been like, okay, so two of Shinji's quote unquote friends are coming in and been like, we really shouldn't be using this lawyer. They may have been able to do a thing or arguing like, okay, so if we use this guy, that's basically like admitting to anyone who knows Kitaoka and his business that yes, Shinji is actually uh, guilty of this. And Kitaoka just got him off because that's what Kitaoka does. Right, yeah. And also, I, I like, uh, Reiko probably knows that it's it's not beyond the pale that he would just try and uh, screw Shinji for personal reasons. Like, Yeah, like, she already didn't, like, super like yeah, him anyway, she, so... She already suspects that this guy is a shithead. Properly so. But, uh, so they... in between this... There's a scene where the little girl from earlier goes and visits Goro again and gives him some paper cranes as thanks for the candy. Yep. And they're 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 having their own little secondary storyline while this is going on. Then you and Ren go visit Shinji, talk about how they think the lawyer is trying or Kidok is trying to set him up, and Ren is very soon soon uh, soon 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 soon. No, I, I don't want to help you. You just owe me money. How much was it? Was it like, was it fifty thousand, or was man, man, maybe it was even eighty thousand, a hundred thousand. <laughs> Very silly. Um, we then see that the IT lady is getting out of the hospital because she's finally woken up and was able to leave. Yep, and not. On her way out, she bumps into Kitaoka and overhears that, oh man, that guy's really weird. Like, he's got this terminal disease that's going to kill him soon, but he acts like nothing's wrong. What, what is up with him? That's so weird. Yeah. Womp womp. Yeah, I don't. So, I think that's actually pretty normal for people. <laughs> like, that's not a, a unusual way to deal with that situation, but. Who knows? And I. I took it like yes that it's an un- it, there's a there is the feeling of wanting to do that nothing is wrong when you get that sort of diagnosis but even then I get the feeling that you can tell in those situations that it's mostly a facade right right like I I get the feeling that he was told this and he acted normally for a little while and then just acts like it's not a problem at all and isn't worried about it at all even when he goes to the hospital and they're probably telling him, okay, well, it's progressed like this and, you know, you've probably got this amount left to live and he's just sitting there going, yeah, okay, sure. Uh-huh. Like, even, that's, that's weird. That would be very weird. Yeah. So then, they go to fire the lawyer guy and the daughter... Or the yeah, the little girl who's the daughter of the dude that we're gonna find out did the kidnapping. Spoilers. I spoiler I spoiled thirty seconds in the future. <laughs> um Oh, but before that happens, there we do cut back to Ori Journal for a minute. I there was one thing I wasn't sure if it was like an intentional little bit of characterization, but um we cut several times to the boss of Ori Journal, uh wiping down his desk with a dust rag and his desk is totally clean right now i think that i think that they're like subtly implying that he's extremely nervous about what's going to happen to shinji in this situation yeah maybe he's a stress cleaner 
Because he has been a slob up until this point in the show, and now he's, his desk is extremely clean. That's true. But I like that touch. It's very nice. So then they go back to fire the lawyer and specifically get the tape, which I'm surprised he doesn't just have a copy of. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably has a copy. Like, I'm, I, I, when he gave up that tape to them... I'm I'm sitting there going, no, that's that's either a copy or he's made copies, so it doesn't matter. I'm just really surprised that Kidoka is still alive at the end of episode ten. I'm like, wow, a car- a villain sticking around for four episodes? God damn, that we haven't seen that happen at a writer show in a while, unless they're like a main character. I, yeah, a little bit. I feel like I feel like it's a bit much calling him a villain more than just kind of anti- antagonistic. Yeah. It- I'm not sure he's a villain because he's he's he is attacking the are attacking our protagonists, but you know that's kind of the point. I mean, of the writer system in this show. He is trying to kill them, so yeah. I mean, when doesn't a secondary writer try to kill the primary writer in the beginning? <laughs> uh, I, I guess my, he just oh, doesn't my... seem like the type to join their team so far, from what I'm understanding. He, he just, uh, I don't know, he seems like kind of an irredeemable shithead for him to end on, the, like, the good guy team. I don't think he'll end up on the good guy team, but I don't, I don't think he's, like, a straight villain. I think he's just the, an- he's the antagonist for the moment. Yeah. Right. Well, I mostly am just curious if they're gonna kill him off in the next episode or two, or if he's gonna be floating around until, what, the climax of the show. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh... So they go and get the tape back by, I, I, you, Reiko threatens, like, if you don't give the tape back, we're going to write smear pieces about you. And he had, one of the reasons that Kitaoka had wanted them to write a, like, fluff piece for him is like, my public opinion isn't the greatest at the moment, so maybe, maybe, maybe pump me up a little bit. So I could see how that could be an actual legitimate threat towards him. It's like, just make sure you never get any good business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're famous for sucking, people know you for sucking. Weird thing. Yep. Uh, The little girl shows up um, because she was hanging out with Goro, I guess. She gets shoved out. Yep. And once they all leave, they meet up with her and like, hey, so what did you want to hire this lawyer for? Or what did you want to hire Kitaoka for? And it's like, well... I, I hate that was... I didn't put this together immediately. She's like, so my mom has... She tells them through Goro that my mom needs a really bad medical operation and my dad was talking about he, my dad lost his job because of an article that this online journal called Ore Journal wrote. And so he was going to do a kidnapping, and I want to hire a lawyer to argue for I'm not 100%. I don't remember 100% what she wanted him for. She wanted to hire the lawyer because she thinks her dad might already be like taken by yeah. the police. Oh, she assumes right. her dad got arrested, and she needs someone to defend him legally. Yes, but then they're like, no, he, he didn't get arrested. Our friend, who is innocent, got arrested. She apologizes for her dad. I mean, 
I, you said you felt bad about not figuring this one out. Uh, it's a, a little bit too coincidental to be, like, really believable. Yeah, just a bit. Just the fact that they meet up with someone who, like, exactly knows what's going on. I, I should have caught on to Chekhov's little girl. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. She came into the show for a reason. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to be super hard on them for, like, using, like, coincidence to propel the plot, but it's not like... It's a little bit clumsier writing than, <laughs> like, uh, usual. After they talk with her and she apologizes through Goro, uh, IT lady visits Shinji, and there's a little bit of a silliness, rid- uh, ridiculousness there. Yeah. Which is, this is fucking bullshit. Where Shinji <laughs> is rubbing his arm, like, near the, sh- near the elbow, where it's like, oh, God, I'm, he's still beat up. And... The IT lady just so happens to remember, oh yeah, I bit my assailant on the arm. Oh no, that means it's Shinji. I mean, A, I'm sorry. she bit him on the hand. Yeah, no. No, yeah, she bit him on the hand. Shinji's doing his arm. Why the fuck would you think? <laughs> I mean, she was God. being kidnapped. She probably doesn't remember exactly where she bit him. I guess. It was a hectic situation for her. But, uh, Shinji starts getting riled up and the police bust into the room. Because it's like, oh ha, we got him! Ah, ah, she's gonna identify him! And then Shinji does the thing of, no, it's a fucking bruise, you idiots! Not a bite wound. Yeah. And apparently this is enough to get Shinji off. Well, then, and apparently the little girl whose name is Yukari. Yes, her testimony are enough to get Shinji released. I mean, I guess if uh, the, the vi- alleged victim isn't, like, pressing charges, then there might not be grounds to hold him? I don't exactly know how the Japanese legal system I works Neither here. do I. But, so they tell Shinji that this girl helped, and Shinji's like, I want to thank her, too. And it cuts over to her, who is at the hospital, Well, Goro is... They're actually, they're actually at, like, the cafe. Goro apparently took her for a parfait first. Oh, right. And then they hang out. Lawyer shows up. We get a sad backstory about mom. This parfait looks delicious. I want that parfait so bad. I, I didn't I didn't know the Japanese healthcare system was as bad as ours. <laughs> I don't I think mean, it is. I mean, it's probably like, oh, it's going to cost her so much to be cured. Like $5,000. Maybe. I think that's like how much like having birth is in Japan. Yeah, which I believe is extremely cheap. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I mean compared to us, yeah. So lawyer shows up. They go over the mom and they go to the hospital for a visit, and it is revealed that the little girl is trying to fold a thousand paper cranes as a get well soon for her mom. And I know that's a that's a thing. Jap- that's that's a, a Japanese yeah. stereotype slash folk. It, yeah, idea. it's like a folk tale. It's like wishing on a star, you know, when someone's sick, you fold a thousand paper cranes and it makes them better. And yeah. fucking lawyer guy's a dick and he's like, you only got like ten there. Have we brought so up the a... fact that she doesn't actually talk to any of the other characters other than Goro? She does talk uh, through Goro, that is true. Yeah. Whenever she wants to say something, she, like, gets Goro to lean down and she whispers it in his ear and he repeats it to the rest of the cast. It's It's interesting. I'm not sure why she's doing it. I mean, I guess he's the only one she trusts. I guess. Um, 
So after Kidok is a jerk about the Thousand Crane thing, he decides to pay for the lady's operation. For some reason. I don't... I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't know if it's a show that, like, he's actually not a giant asshole, just mostly a giant asshole. I mean, it just means he's just a giant asshole with money. Yeah. I don't know. You know, rich people. Maybe he's not, like, an irredeemable jerk. He's a I don't know. He still seems like a pretty jerk. big jerk to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as he's leaving, Ren and Shinji show up and confront him. They almost get into an actual fist fight. I mean, Shinji does sock him. Yeah, Shinji... Shinji stops Ren from socking him and socks him himself. <laughs> Which is good. Which then causes the girl to like yell out, like, stop picking on him. I, I did like Shinji says, I'm a fool I was a fool for trusting you. Yes, you were. <laughs> I, and yeah, y- Yukari comes up, is like, No, he don't pick on him. He paid for my mom's operation. I'm like, the little girl And they're like, Oh, did you did you do that so she'd like take back her testimony to like, let me out of jail? And I, I will say that that is one of the things that went through my mind. I'm like, yeah, no, that sounds like an idea. That sounds about in line with the type of shitty person he would be. Yeah, Kidoka hops in his car, drives away, and, like, the girl chases after him, and it's all, like, sad and stuff. But then the, the rabbit tag monster jumps out to, to try and eat her, and it's back to the mirror world. Luckily, Shinji and Ren save the girl. Yeah. Yes. Save the girl. Uh, maybe, yeah, they save someone who's currently being attacked because it yeah, happens maybe, right in front of them. So good job. Maybe it's a thing where if they know the person and the person has been given screen t- actual like screen time to become a character, they'll be saved. But any rando person, no, they'll just die. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, so Shuchi and Ren go into the mirror world to fight and try and save her. Um... Kitaoka also shows up and summons his heavy arms, which is actually, you know what? Visually, it also like the visual design reminds me of Shovel Knight. Whatever it, it is, it does look a lot like it. Shovel Knight. Yeah, Kitaoka. It's it's his final vent where it just this giant bull mecha comes out yeah. of the ground and he slots his gun into the back of it. It's a samurai, but like the fur, the front of the thing is a giant bull's face pointing downwards, and it's got like. A bazooka and like a rail gun and like a claw with like lasers and stuff and its legs open up with so, <laughs> missiles. I want you to know that the finisher is called End of World. Yeah, that's a good that's a good finisher name. But right? Yeah. I for some reason it's just it strikes me as a little funny that like he makes this mech come out of the ground and like instead of moving or doing anything, he like puts his <laughs> gun in the back of it. Like it's like he's turning on it on with a car key, and it just starts yeah. shooting everywhere. It's very fun. Yeah, I am kind uh, of it, it, interested in like what, like, because he used like a different card to summon, um, the mech guy before using the final vent card. It was just called like an advent, and I'm like, I'm like, there's a card that's just called advent. I guess so. Um. Okay, I looked it up in the wiki. Apparently, the the advent card is just the contract monster card. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess I guess like they don't ever say the monster name; they just say like advent. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So this is so this is his contract monster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and in the the little the card that they show at the end of the episode that has a picture of the bull thingy on it, it says like Magna Giga. That's a good name. So I don't know if that's the bull's name or Yeah, I think it is. Like a Magnum Giga. So after he puts his little gun car key in the thing and turns it on to start, you know, shooting indiscriminately, like the camera zooms out and it blows up like a whole city block basically. It obliterates the monster and about yeah, a square city block around it. Luckily, I mean, it's the mirror world. It's kind of unclear if uh Shinji and Ren just got the shit blown out of them or not. Like I mean, it they seems do get, like they like, could very against, easily like, a be wall. dead from what had happened, but they're probably not because they're main characters. Yeah. Duh, and Hidaoka makes a st- statement about how this will be the last time they ever see him. Maybe assuming Which that is... he's going to die. I guess? I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, even. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I... Yeah, that's the end of this episode, and uh, I guess we're not going to resolve this plot for uh, another episode or two. Oh, I don't know, I, I kind of liked having a minor villain around for this long. I just, that's really hasn't happened in most of the shows we've watched. That's true. But yeah, he's been around, like, being getting in the plot and stuff. Yeah, I, I like this. I've uh, enjoyed these episodes. Oh, that's good stuff. Agreed. I'm really surprised. Like, the the thing that surprised me more was um, just the fact that Ori Journal is, like, important enough that someone would try to kidnap one of their employees. Because I had really not getting, gotten that impression from... Uh, from what we had seen of Horror Journal up until this point. They're just it like... seemed like a real fly-by-night operation, but uh, I guess they have some sort of influence? I don't... They're just on top of it. They're on the bleeding edge of uh, internet journaling. I don't know. We'll see. We will. That's those two episodes. They're yep. fun. Pretty solid. Did enjoy. Yeah. It's definitely a bit of a callback to, like, uh, old superhero comics when, you know, Clark Kent would work for a newspaper because that's the way for a civilian to know what is going on. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but Shinji's just an idiot. (laughs) He's kind of a Just a bit. I still like him a lot, though. That's fair. I mean, he's good. He's second goodest boy in the show. I need to see more of Goro. Because yeah, if Kitaoka is gone, is Goro still going to be around? Oh. Anyway, it was a podcast on the interwebs at journeythroughthedeckcast.com. <laughs> we're, we're done now? We were done? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah I did you have done. anything else? No, I just, uh, just, just a awfully abrupt fight into the show, you know? Well, I mean, I didn't have an answer. I went, I don't know, and then I <laughs> went, went on with the show. Okay. Hey, go ahead. Don't let me stop you. I, but you did. We're, we're stopped sorry. right now. <laughs> That's true. You let me stop you. Don't do that. Okay. I mean, it's in my nature to like not want to talk over people, though. So like, I'm going to stop if you interrupt me. Uh, anyway, this is still a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedeckcast.com, where there's links to all the episodes, Twitters, all of the ad- aggregate 
feeds and stuff. And we'll be back next time with something Kamen Rider related. Hooray! Yeah! Bye! Yep, until next time, this will be a Passing Through Podcast. Remember that. <laughs>